Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done, your show on the what, the why, and the how of quality training. And today, I have another interview for you. The awesome Ashley Fortune of SweatNet Pittsburgh. What's up, Ashley? What's up, Donald? How are you? I am groovy. I am recovering from a cold. I actually like how my voice sounds when I'm on the back end of a cold. It has this deepness to it that I don't have in my normal day to day that I kind of like almost wish I just carried through most of the day. The only difference is I can't project as well. But, you know, otherwise I'm, you know, recovering from that. So I'm pretty good. I can relate to that. There's actually a whole friends episode about when Phoebe gets a cold and she has like her sexy singing voice. Wait, what? Really? I don't yeah, think I saw you have that to watch it. It's one of the best episodes of friends ever. Huh, I'll have to check that out. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the deep voice people get when they, I mean, some people sound horrible when I say, but <laughs> put that out there, but some people sound better and I just feel like I sound better. So listeners, not that I'm looking for a sexy voice, but do I sound like I have a deeper voice? Do I sound, I don't know better? Do I sound different? You know, let me know. At any rate, Ashley is the owner of SweatNet Pittsburgh and SweatNet uh, goes out and brings the, brings the fitness community together and allows people to experience as many different ways to be fit and experience fitness, fitness as your city will offer. And they have SweatNets in different cities and we've been privileged enough to be able to actually do events with SweatNet. Um, Coach Kyla, who you're all familiar with, actually is one of the SweatNet ambassadors. So we've done boot camps, we've done running events. And I wanted to bring uh, Ashley on the show to talk about what SweatNet is and how that actually helps with training overall in the sense of how the variety and diversity of fitness can help with community health and in overall being able to allow people to experience fitness better. But Ashley, you are SweatNet. So like, tell us like, what is SweatNet? Sure, sure. So um, for the consumer, um, the Pittsburgh community, um, SweatNet is a membership-based fitness community. Um, Really what it comes down to is making fitness affordable and accessible for everyone. Um, no matter whether it's day one of your fitness journey or day 365, we want to cater to everyone. Um, so with it being affordable, we're $10 a month, um, which is truly affordable. Um, and what you, what our members get with their $10 a month membership is they get access to our events. And that's really the bread and butter of what we do. Um, we do six to eight every single month. Um, we do not have a, um, a, a location. We are not brick and mortar. We are, um, you know, a traveling community because uh, we work with local instructors, trainers, gyms, um, boutique studios, other wellness businesses to put events together for our members to shed light on what they, what is already existing within Pittsburgh. Who's out there? Who do you not know about um, that you need to get in the door and try it because it's just that great? Um, you know, discovering those places that then you can go back to um, and continue your fitness journey. Because I think really what it comes, you know, when it comes to fitness, I think especially somebody who is just getting started, um, fitness is so intimidating. It can be so intimidating. You're afraid of walking in and not knowing 
where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? What if I can't do the workout? What if I, you know, all of these things are going through, you know, your head. And I have even experienced this, um, throughout my own fitness journey. Um, so what is so great about SweatNet is you're literally going there with your community of people who you've gotten to know through events and things like that. You're showing up with them so that there's already that layer that's, that's taken off of you, like feeling like you're the only new person in the room and you don't know what to do. Um, and you already know you're going to be there with people at all these different levels of fitness. So you, you never have to worry about that. Um, and then hopefully guiding people into finding the routine that they need to keep going. Um, I think sometimes people forget, they don't always have to do a two mile run every single morning as their fitness. And that's their only option. They can go running one day. They can do a cycling class another day. They can do yoga for recovery. They got to take some strength classes to, to switch it up. So I think it's, it's really helping people to dial in on the idea of really setting up a format that one, they enjoy fitness should always be fun like straight up fitness has to be fun or else you're going to hate it and you're never going to do it again. Um, so finding the fitness that is fun for you. Um, and then in, like engaging yourself in different formats so that you're really training your body in all different ways. you got to have the strength. you got to have the cardio. you got to have the recovery. So that's kind of how we help to set, set it up so that people can start to explore and figure out what is going to work for them. And then hopefully with these awesome instructors and studios and gyms we work with, we can convert members for them. Um, because we're just, we're just, uh, we're just on the side for them. Like they can come to us for a yoga class if they want, or maybe they're like, Oh, I've been wanting to try that. I'm going to go there, but they still have, they find their main home studio. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's such a way to expose people to things because there's different ways you can do your strength training. There's different ways to do your cardio work. There's different ways to get your recovery and being able to have that membership and have access to all these other studios to where if you were to just get up and I'm like, all right, I want to start, you know, getting my exercise regimen on, where can I go? And I pull my phone out and I do my Google search. There's all these things that pop up. And now if I'm particularly ambitious, and, you know, serious about it, I'll text all these places and get some information. But quite frankly, I might not. I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like the person that's closest to me. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna not like it. And then I'm just gonna like not do anything. <laughs> Versus now, Sutnet, you get to check it out. You could go to the event. You can actually experience them for, you know, basically it's included in your membership. So you get to check it out yeah. and say, oh, I didn't know I could do yoga like this. Or, oh, mm -hmm. I didn't know strength training could be done in this style. And then you can find like that studio or place to go to. And I think it's a great way for like boutiques uh, and, and for those listening, I don't know, it's, I think maybe it's a fitness thing, but boutique fitness studios and gyms or places kind of like mine, they're usually like more, I don't want to say mom and pop because I, I feel like that's an age term. I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of the people who own these things now are not moms and pops sometimes, but at any rate, there are these small community businesses and you know, they don't have the marketing prowess that, you know, F45 or right. LA Fitness has to where you know what you're getting there, but there's so many other things you can do. And that's cool that you're able to get that experience. So how did you end up getting involved with Swinnet? How did you buy into that vision yourself? 
to want to be a sweat net owner? Yeah. So, um, just a little to backtrack a little bit, I'm actually a transplant here in Pittsburgh. I moved to Pittsburgh, um, in January of 2020, right before the world shut down. Um, so I'm originally from Seattle and I, um, was, I'm, I'm, I'm a cycle instructor on the side and was involved with some community things out there. And I met the owner of Sweatnet Seattle and, um, I kind of heard about Sweatnet. Um, the studio that I worked with was a, was a Sweatnet partner. So we had done events with them and that kind of thing. Um, but I saw her and I'm like, this girl owns this business, but she looks like me. Um, so maybe I could own a business. And I was, I was a corporate girl. I was, I was working as a buyer, um, uh, at a retail, uh, a online retail company. And I just was sick of corporate. And I was really trying to find an outlet, especially within the fitness world, because fitness has been my passion for years. And I just, it's, I'm sure you understand Donald, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably understand this too. It is very, very hard to make a living in fitness. It just, it just is. Um, I hope over time that that gets better. Um, but it's really hard to, um, be a full-time fitness instructor and make a living. And so, finding this opportunity to own this business that was up and coming that I actually enjoyed myself as a member. Um, I was like, well, I'm about to move across the country. Maybe this is the universe telling me that it's time and that this is, this is my outlet. So after doing a little bit more research, after really diving into the community in Seattle, I just was like, well, this is just a no brainer. And, you know, my, um, my significant other was totally on board with, with me taking this on and we just did it. The, the only unfortunate part is it was a little crazy in the beginning because we truly launched this, this, this platform that requires people to be together in person during a worldwide pandemic. So it was very much like pivot, 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 pivot as many times as we need to, to just stay afloat and support the community, make sure all these gyms and studios that we want to work with stay open. So helping to support them where, where we can, because if there's no gyms and studios and there's no places to work out, then there's no place for me to be in the community anyways. So really just doing our part to keep everybody going as much as we could. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's quite a, that's just such timing to move during then. Now, were you already planning to move to Pittsburgh anyways when you were doing this? Or did you end up picking Pittsburgh because of Sweatnet? No, we were already planning on moving, um, moving to Pittsburgh. Uh, my husband is from Pittsburgh. Oh. Um, and um, I'm originally from Seattle and we met there and uh, we decided it was time for a change. And of all the times that we would come back to visit, um, it was just kind of like that pull, like we just feel like this is where we're supposed to be. So we packed up our stuff and sold our house and grabbed our dog and drove across the country. And it's just been such a great a great a great change minus the fact that pittsburgh is still gloomy right i mean <laughs> yes and is it's it less gloomy older, than seattle but it's honestly i think it's way i think the climate is much better than seattle really? just so you know it, it it yes it rains um but 
in the summer months, it's consistently warm and hot, which is not the same in Seattle. Like you're just like begging for 70 degrees in Seattle by the time like mid June hits like hits. And, you know, we've already had that here since mid April. So, oh, I, I'm, so it stays cold longer. Yes. Oh. And it gets cold faster. Oh. Yep. Oh. Um, I see. I've never been to Seattle. That's just, you know, the stereotype. <laughs> Great place to visit. Great how did you, visit. how did you start? in the middle of a pandemic with all the gyms that, you know, some of them didn't make it. And there were also new fitness businesses that somehow started in the middle of that. So how did you do that in those like five months of hell? I mean, I think it was one supporting them, like, you know, giving people a way to work out online and just kind of sharing what, what was available to people online through the, 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 the studios that we were kind of connecting with. And then once summer hit, it was all outside. And I don't know if you remember, but you know, summer 2020 was fire in Pittsburgh. The weather was perfect every single day, like hardly any rain. So like, I don't know, like something was on our side with that whole situation. So we were just outside, we were doing fun events um, and just really kind of keeping things going as much as possible. And then when winter hit, I don't, do you remember we went back into, well, first studios were like closed forever. It's just like, fitness businesses could not catch a break. Um, so I really tried to be a voice of positivity in the community, um, helping support our studios. So like when we went back in the studio and we all had to wear masks, like just telling people like, Hey, yeah, I, I know, I know we're wearing masks and I know we're frustrated, but at least we get to go to the gym. Yeah. We've all been working behind, working out behind a computer for six months. Like, aren't we just so excited? Like, please cut your trainers and your studio owners and gym owners a break. Like this is not their doing. They're just trying to survive. Yeah. So I think just like kind of being a voice of reason um, to the community through our platform, just really trying to, you know, do that. And then studio shut down again in like right before Christmas and, Believe it or not, I mean, you remember, Donald, that event that we did, and it was like 18 degrees and we were running outside. Yes, that was right <laughs> after we reopened. That was uh, that was my birthday week. And, it was. Um, and it was frigid because I remember I had uh, Carlos bring that those tacos and like my hands were shaking just trying to make a taco after. But, you know, it, it, that's very real because people really want to get back out there. You know, when we, we, we had shut down the whole spring. We reopened in that summer. We started with track track work. We built a whole new program because of that. And it exploded. And we still have that program now with our track side stuff. And we had to shut down in December. It was like, oh my gosh. Right. It was a lesson to be learned because our retention stayed 100% through that Mm -hmm. shutdown versus like when spring happened, the world almost ended for me. But December time, it was like, oh, we're prepared for this. But we did that event and it was great because a lot of your. Uh, sweat net people came out for that running event and it's like people came out for a running workshop in freezing like literally freezing temperatures like under 30 degrees freezing it was so cold i think it was in the low 20s because i i think we we had it on the table maybe to cancel and i was like ah let's just do it see what happens (laughs) people showed up they will people will especially when they don't have other options 
emotions and you know you're you're locked away and you just need some you need to be around community oh yeah for sure so when you you talk about community and even before we started recording you were talking about how in business like that's your big that's one of your big skill sets is community building mm -hmm. when you decided to start sweatnet how did their vision fit with your own vision for how you want to live your life and what you care about in this life? Like as far as Sweatnet goes. Like how did, how did their vision mesh with yours to make mm -hmm. you take so much ownership of that to move to I this new city during a pandemic and then like start? Sure. This? I think for me, it was all personal experience. You know, I think, you know, we all have a day one. And, um, you know, you know, learning how to stay on track, show up consistently, falling off the wagon, reeling, like realizing that you have to get back on, um, you know, I did this, I did this workout guide. I literally printed it off a printer and I would do it every day. And then I would, you know, post the hashtags. Cause there was this whole community. And like, I felt like the community was the part that was keeping me going, knowing that I had friends doing the same thing. We were talking about it. We were congratulating each other, like on, you know, staying consistent, showing up. So I think for me, it was like using all of these experiences and things that I had tried that, that, that worked, that didn't work, things like that, and kind of making them more of a modern day thing now that fitness and wellness are becoming more of an everyday necessity for people. Um, so I think just kind of taking that idea to the next level where we, where we can really create a place where people feel like they can find some consistencies, mm -hmm. some fun in it. And that support, the support is so important. So like, you know, having somebody call their friend who's also sweat member, sweat member and saying, Hey, are you going to go to that boot camp on Saturday? It looks really fun. And they're like, Oh, I wasn't planning on it, but if you're going to go, I'll go, you know? So it's really kind of like having that backbone of people that are going to help you push you and like make you feel excited to to show up oh yeah that is awesome and, and so that I mean that fits with your ethos about being able to bring those people together and do that mm -hmm. um I find it so cool when people have this kind of motive and mission about themselves and then they find another thing or person that fits that and then it turns into something like really awesome because that didn't exist here. What, what Sweatnet does here, people, that I've never seen in Pittsburgh. I've mean, seen people host events and, you know, bring mm -hmm. them together. But this network style of having that all together is novel to Pittsburgh, at least in my experience. When it comes to community health, like this is something that, at least in my view of Sweatnet, you know, just my own perspective that I see it such so valuable for. How do you see this helping with, the community health of Pittsburgh. You think about cities like um, Denver or cities like Charlotte, where there are more gyms than you can count and even more people who just work out who don't even have a gym membership. And so they're just out doing whatever, you, mm -hmm. random pockets of people doing yoga, groups of unaffiliated runners just out and about. How do you feel that an organization like Sweatnet and how, how does that impact the community health or how do you feel like it does, it will impact the community health over like a longer time span? Oh my gosh, I have such an answer for this. So Pittsburgh is so up and coming right now. Like 
everything is changing. Like new buildings are going up, new companies are coming in. So I'm sure you've noticed, and I've even noticed in the short amount of time that I've lived here, that so many new people are coming in from different places. And so what I love about it is that SweatNet is like almost like the meetup of fitness, if you will. Um, I think about it like this, like, it's like, it's like almost like I created the perfect platform for people like me who are new to a city, love fitness, really want to make friends, really want to learn about what's going on within that community, dive into that community and really have it be a big part of my life. So I feel like that's what SweatNet does. It's just like, it's the perfect opportunity for, you know, especially for people who maybe are transplants, who need, who have maybe fitness as one of their favorite hobbies. One of the main things that they focus on, they can meet new people, try new things, try new studios, like the whole thing. And then also maybe those, maybe those Pittsburgh, maybe those Pittsburgh natives who like fitness, but because fitness is something that is kind of newer in Pittsburgh, it's building. It's not quite where they are in like places like Denver or Charlotte, like you're saying, but they're like, okay, I'm ready for this, but I don't know where to start. So it gives them that starting point. Um, and then all of the community stuff helps to support them and push them forward. Ah, okay. I see. How, how long do you think it takes, or what do you think it takes for Pittsburgh to become a place like Charlotte or Denver, like Seattle, these places that I don't know, I care about in the industry as fitness meccas. I think it just takes time. And I think that it goes down to converting people who maybe didn't grow up in a super healthy health household to, you know, maybe decide that that's a change that they want to make. Um, I think that it comes with new people coming in that are interested in, in that. And I think that it just becomes the thing of even just society in general, um, really understanding that fitness is not a trend. Um, fitness is something that's super important that in the past, I really just don't think that as an American culture, we've put enough emphasis on and enough honesty about around. And I think that, you know, I think, you know, and I, please quote me if I'm wrong, please tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but I feel like Pittsburgh has just taken a little bit longer to get there. Um, but it is getting there. Um, and so I think that it, it, we're going to see a huge shift. And I think that we are, you know, you can see so many different studios and franchises, not only fitness, but even like wellness businesses coming in, seeing that it's the whole picture of treating your body properly. Yeah, I see. You know, I don't know if we were talking about this before we started recording or earlier in the show, like juice bars popping up. Yeah. You know, wow, there's we need gyms and places, but also having these little healthy shops, so to say, mm-hmm. good stuff. There's a place, uh, I think it's called Live Fresh Juice. It's in home. Love them. They are wonderful. They're sweatnet partners. Right across the bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. I went there on Tuesday. I told y'all I'm I'm sick. Well, I'm 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 getting better. I'm recovering. <laughs> Tuesday, I was in the doghouse. And so I went down, I was like, yo, I need to get something to like boost me up. So I had got some green juice. They had the acai, acai bowl. <laughs> My friends made fun of me because for a long time I kept calling them acai. 
my friend went to Boston a few years ago, and I was like, "Oh, I want to get into Kai bowl." And he's like, "No, oh, it's called acai." What? I can't. Everybody pronounces it different. Give yourself a break on that one. But <laughs> well, I went there, and I mean, I love the layout. It has this nice, comfortable, open, modern feel, and the juice was good. But I know I they've got really good green juice. I don't think that's been there that long, though. There's two locations. So their original location is in Homestead. That's the one I went to. That's the one you went to. And they just opened a brand new one on the north side. What? Yeah. Oh, cool. But I, I swear, I mean, I don't I don't know. When I was in high school, I was, wasn't also just aware of things. I was just, you know, I was just a high school kid. And even when I was in college coming back, shoot, five years ago when I moved back to Pittsburgh, I swear there was not this much stuff. And it's like, there's juice bars. I, I moved back to Pittsburgh, Austin, Texas, which is like another one of those fitness meccas. There were gyms everywhere. I didn't even know what a juice bar was until I moved to Austin, Texas. And I was down there like, juice bars? People have whole businesses selling juice? Like, this is a thing? Oh, and people go here. And, mm -hmm. you know, between the boutique yoga studios, all the various types of fitness. And so going back to Pittsburgh, I've been seeing this evolution over just even the last five years of mm -hmm. all these new things coming up and being built juice bar franchises, local juice bar franchises, or I don't know if that's really franchise, but local juice bars with multiple locations. Yeah. All these yoga studios and all these running clubs. And it's like, something's changing here. And, you know, getting the vibe and, and flow of Pittsburgh to fit with that, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, and even just the shift too of even not like the fitness aspect, but the nutrition aspect, like you're kind of talking about is getting people to understand, right? Like you drink, you, you drink green juice because it makes you feel good. Sure. It doesn't taste like melted cheese. It <laughs> tastes like green juice, but it's good for you. So you choose to drink it. Maybe not because it tastes like the best thing ever, but because you know that it's good for your body and you're going to feel better because of it. So shifting away from that, like immediate pleasure that you get from eating or drinking something that tastes like a milkshake or something that's like really like, you know, satisfying to knowing that, okay, so yeah, you know, the salad tastes all right, but I know it's really good for me. And I know it's a good choice. Yeah. And being able to, you mentioned that delayed gratification, like in almost making that this cultural shift, if you will, of delayed gratification. Cause I mean, I don't know. I think that's part of what a healthy lifestyle is, is its own sense of a lifestyle of delayed gratification, but you do get the gratification. It's not like you never mm -hmm. get it. But right. when you start feeling your body be healthy later, like, oh, I have all this energy or, oh, I could move like this or, oh, I haven't been hurt or, ah, I got a cold and it's the first cold I've had in a year and a half. Wow. Like I'm grateful yeah. for that. Versus, you know, you know, you get your melted cheese where you go to Starbucks and you get the latte, but it's really like dessert because you have all that milk and all the sugar and all the yeah. syrup and all this and all that. And it's like, you just went there for like two shots of espresso, but you walked out with like 600 calories of a drink. Right, right. And it's like, uh, it's dessert. And yeah. versus, you know, going down to a place like, uh, what's it called, Live Fresh. And I got like the kale, kale something. And I mean, it wasn't like the worst tasting drink in the world, but if it wasn't for the fact that it was healthy, there's no way I'm paying $8 for that. Yeah. Because I know it's healthy and I need it. 
And I know that I'm going to feel better on the back end. I know that if I drink this juice on Tuesday, I might feel better on Thursday. And then now Thursday, reaping the benefit of that and, you know, all the other choices, it's like, there's this culture now of this delayed gratification of people increasingly being able to say no to this. I mean, not all the time, but increasingly mm-hmm. saying no to these simple pleasures right here and saying yes to, I want to feel better later. And I want to make more choices to feel better later. That's awesome. And you probably experience that like a lot in your gym and other gyms too. Like think about when somebody comes in on their day one and they can only lift so much, but then, you know, four months down the road, you know, they're lifting way more than they ever thought that they could, or maybe they can do 20 pushups before they could only do like six on their knees. So it's like, you know, seeing your progress is such a win. Like it's such a personal win. And I think that if people could just, get in the mindset of really just hang on, like, just hang on. You're going to get there if you stick to it. Yeah. I have uh, there's a couple of people. You said that that just made me think about one kid. She's in her first year of cross country and she's going to States this weekend. And like, I don't know, demographically, just seeing her run. I was like, you know, this kid's built to run and, you know, cause she's out the gate fast, but like, she improved so much and it was crazy. She ran track last in the past spring. And that was mm-hmm. her first time going like, oh uh, no, she, I think she did track in like elementary school, but she didn't do it in middle school, I don't think. So she did high school track and like, we would do these workouts and they were really hard. And I remember Kyla would tell me she would come and after she started like hitting these big PRs and like being able to keep up well with these other girls that are pretty competitive as a freshman, she like would come and ask for this particular type of workout that she felt like was making her better. She would like, you know, the other night uh, she was telling me, yeah, she wouldn't push it in the gym. And like, she's going to States for cross country. And I'm like, I just bred somebody into like almost a gym rat because of that. Or like this other guy who we've been like, we joke his, uh, his, well, now they're engaged. So his fiance was telling me that over the course of the months of them coming to train, he's like got more definitions. So I was like, yeah, he just like walks around the house without his shirt way more often now. And it's like, I'm so here like, for that. <laughs> and it's like those little moments, like, yes. real and I notice that even myself, sometimes I, you know, as I run a gym, everybody, I know, but I fall off from time to time. I can be around these weights all I wish. But for me, this is like, it's how much some of y'all hate logging into your laptops. Uh, it's not the same. I actually don't hate logging into any of this, but sometimes I just, it's, it's, it's I'm oblivious to all the weights everywhere. And I will fall off for a few weeks. And then I'll like yeah. start looking again. And then I'll be at home, like checking myself out. And, you know, my partner notices that. And that delayed gratification is so real because that gratification that I get from going to five, I love Five Point Bakery. Shout out to Five Point Bakery. Y'all are awesome. The gratification I get from going there and buying three cookies and eating them all within the next hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Not the same gratification that I get when I like get my miles in and got my workout in. And I ate something good after that. And it's right. I'm on fire right now. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The cookies are amazing. And I love eating pizza. Like I absolutely love eating pizza. 
And I think that those things are important. It's important to get those kind of pleasures out of life, but also like knowing that these other things long-term are all are so necessary for your longevity. And it makes me so excited to hear that you're being able to lay foundations for students. Like you were explaining just because, you know, think about how young she is. She's just getting started. Like if she has these, if she's learning these habits now and is sticking to them, even after she's done competitive done with competitive running later in her life, she's still going to be hitting the pavement because it's something that's going to be ingrained in her to focus on being a healthy human up, you know, and so she can feel good and live a long and fulfilling active life. Oh yeah. And it's one of those things where as I'm maturing as a coach and as a uh, business owner, of that being a message I want to even press more. Like, yeah, we have these kids that are very, very competitive. They're very good. They'll go run in college. We have kids already running in college. But, you know, this stuff, that ends. And wanting mm-hmm. to be able to preach that message of, yes, I want you to do great. But I really want you to enjoy being in shape. I want you to enjoy the process of that. Because, you know, yeah, you can compete all your life if you choose to. But you like running I want you to just keep liking running when you're grown or keep liking lifting or keep wanting to explore other ways you can do fitness so um that's actually it's funny you say that because it's something that has been on my mind as we're getting these kids who who've been here for three four years and we're getting older aging out in the college mm-hmm. or the end of years of high school and it's like how can we have a more lasting impact on them okay they got this scholarship okay they are going to college it's great it's necessary they got these championships but how do we help them like hold on to some of this when they're 25, when they're 35. But as we're thinking about that, um, last thing I want to ask you, at least particularly, is how can those listening, how can, you know, the people listening to the show, whether it's my audience, uh, you know, various athletes, coaches, parents, who are, you know, they're all lovers of running and other aspects of fitness. But, you know, you have a very wide network and I'm sure a lot of people are going to listen to this just because it's you, you know, on the show. How can we all do better about spreading this message of fitness and and how that helps us in life, especially in our local area of Pittsburgh and being able to really improve that community vibe and passion for that delayed gratification and that health and fitness? Honestly, easy answer. Invite your friends, invite your friends, bring your friend to yoga bring your friend a cycling class. And you know, if they're, if they don't want to just show up for yoga, be like, you do yoga with me. We'll get brunch after like, make it be a fun thing. Invite your friends, show the people that maybe are uncomfortable trying something new, or maybe they feel like they can't or whatnot, like bring your people, show them that, that it can be fun, that it can be enjoyable, show them the benefits, show them how they're going to feel after, you know, make it be a social thing, make it be something that you do together. Like, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you can't just tell somebody like, oh, you know, I was working out at Donald's gym. I really love that place. You should check it out. That person's going to be like, oh yeah, cool. You know, they're never going to go. But if you're like, hey, I go to Donald's gym every Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 p.m. I really want you to come with me and check it out. We'll go together. That person is going to be probably 10 times as likely to be like, okay, fine, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bringing people along is such a big thing. I've done that with Ultimate Frisbee. Getting Mm -hmm. that, hey, I want to play Ultimate Frisbee. I have people here. I'm going on Saturday. You're going to come along? You're going to come along? Um, 
Thanks for sharing that. That's a big thing. And it's such a simple step. You love yeah. something. Ask somebody to come do it. I love exactly. running. And, you know, by osmosis, I've got my partner. She goes and runs. And I even did a whole mm -hmm. thing about her feet to help her got to get these shin splints. And now, like, every now and again, we'll go running. And it's like, oh, like, hey, just, you know, let's go running. I, you know, I meet with people. Hey, let's go run. And, you know, don't worry about how fast I am. Let's just go. And, exactly. And being that, like, beacon for people, it's good. Uh, thank you for sharing that. For those of you listening, you love to do something with your fitness have somebody do it with you. It's the best way to expose somebody to new things. It's like restaurants, right? Hey, we got to check out this new place that just opened. Because like, I went to go check out Live Fresh. I'm going to take somebody there eventually. Like, yo, this yes. like you need to get this juice and it's close. <laughs> awesome, Ashley. Yeah. Now, how can people get involved with SweatNet and, and see all the wonderful things that you have to offer and all the connections and all the different, you know, trainers, gyms, events that you're involved with. Well, our website um, is sweatnetpittsburgh.com, all spelt out. Um, and that's the perfect place to go to learn about our membership, everything that's included, because there's it's actually more than just events we have. Um, we also have a um, perks program for our members. So you can save at all of our partner businesses and you can see all of our partners who they are out there, the discounts they offer, all the events we have coming up. Um, you can also learn about how to become a member, all that good stuff on there. So that's, that's where you're going to go for all of that good info. Um, we also have a Instagram, which is just sweatnetpgh. We will show footage at our events there when we have them, um, sharing information about our partnerships, um, events that are coming up, things like that's a great place to get information. And then we're also on Facebook, um, sweatnet PGH on Facebook as well. Um, but if you guys ever have any questions, you can, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. You can email me, um, through sweatnet, uh, Ashley at sweatnetpittsburgh.com. I'm always here. If you are, you know, wanting to become a member, or maybe you want to get involved, like, on, like if you're an instructor and you are interested in teaching a class or something with us and getting the word out about yourself, um, you can always use us as a way to, as a way to pimp yourself out. Awesome. Those um, contacts will be in the show notes, people. So as we close out, thank you, Ashley, for this. Um, we want you all to make sure you check out SweatNet, check out the different things they have to offer. You will probably discover something new. Not like, oh, you might discover something new unless you're already deeply involved in SweatNet you're going to discover something new. Um, hey, make sure you like, subscribe, and share this show with a friend. Just like Ashley said, invite somebody to listen to the show. You can learn something good here. Yes. Make sure you go in the show notes. We have Coach Kyla, who is also a SweatNet ambassador. She just dropped her first ebook, and it's about sport mindfulness. So it's, it's tailored for youth athletes, but even as an adult athlete, even me going through her ebook, I got something out of there and it forced me to reflect in certain ways and having techniques to be able to better influence and control your mind when it comes to competition. Check out her new ebook. It's in the description link below. It'll also be on the website, www.ghperformance.com. Go over to the resources tab, go down. You'll see Coach Kyla's Sport Mindfulness ebook. It's free. Check it out. Implement it. Show it to your teammates. Show it to your, your kids yourselves if you're a parent or coach. 
and see which of those things you can, you know, best use as a way to help your athletes or help yourself be able to compete better. Um, so make sure you check out that ebook. Also, we have our uh, ebook that's been on there, 10 Ways to Eliminate Running Pain. So check out that ebook that I made. And I have another one that's on the way, but it probably won't get released until closer to the new year. Anyways, check that out. Make sure you go follow us on Instagram at training underscore well underscore done. I'm at coach underscore Donald. And yeah, we'll catch you next time on the show. Thank you very much, Ashley. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll check you next time. Holla.